Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to another edition of Phase Zero ComicBook.com's Marvel Podcast. We are already on episode seven. I can't believe we're still doing episodes this far. They're letting us do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I am your host, Brandon Davis. I am joined today. Jamie Jurak is back on the show. Good morning. And we have a first timer. I'm gonna I'm gonna label him our special guest, ComicBook.com staffer, uh, whose claim to fame is being the world's biggest Iron Fist fan, possibly the only. Uh, The one man who will lay in front of a train if it meant it would make a 1% chance of Daredevil being saved a possibility. And honestly, the coolest person on the show today because he is the only one here, unless Jamie is hiding something, that has a literal comic book published that you can go buy in stores right now. It's called Shit Show. I don't know. We might get censored for me saying it out loud. But Adam Barnhart. Wow. Brandon, thanks for having me, man. See, I'm glad we held through because when you approached me about coming here, you know, you, I flat out required that that we dedicate some to Iron Fist. So I'm not sure if that mention was was it or if if we're actually introduced the Iron Fist segment. <laughs> Or, or what the deal is, but, but I'm just glad yeah, you that was it was an Adam's writer that I had to mention yes. Iron Fist. He has a very detailed writer. He also mm-hmm. wants diet orange soda delivered every day, and Mountain Dew hasn't made that flavor yet. I don't know. So Adam, it's cool. Oh. Maybe it's coming. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> this is it. They're listening. Oh, we have a really we have a cool show today. We're gonna break down WandaVision's uh, episode eight which was an awesome episode, very flashback, reveal, revelatory episode, if you will. We're going to talk about some of the big Marvel news of the week, which was Spider-Man. We're going to talk about, Kevin Feige talked about the the TV characters coming into the Marvel Studios uh, world. The Rooster Brothers are doing another superhero movie, and Shang-Chi had a big reveal that it wasn't really supposed to yet. Plus Blade, some Blade news. So we're going to do that. But first, Adam, as part mm-hmm. of our welcome to the show, I do have to ask you one question so that people can get to know you a little bit. Uh-oh. Okay. 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 So, uh, listen, if you were going to, if your job was to Mm -hmm. be the assistant to one Avenger, which Avenger would you want to be the assistant to? You got to get them coffee and iron their clothes. Uh, Tony Stark, right? Because that's the biggest payday. Um, Mm. I don't know. He's rich. That might mean he's cheap because he keeps all the money to himself. I don't, you know. I I I think. You'll make the most money. I think that you're. That's a smart assessment. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. He might be also the biggest diva about how he likes his coffee. Right, right, right. So I mean, if if not Tony Stark for the paid check, I, I mean Cap. I mean Steve's not going to be a bad boss. I would. But here's the thing with Tony Stark. He let Wanda 
have her TV roll around on that janky ass little elementary mm-hmm. school cart in Avengers HQ. If he's not spending money on mounted plasma TVs in everybody's Avengers HQ bedroom, I don't know. He, he might be just giving his assistant crumbs at that point. But but anyway, uh, listen, so we're going to talk about the news now. I'm sorry to put you on the spot like that, Adam. Oh, no, but, totally uh, fine. Listen, listen if, if Tony Stark comes calling, tell him I said hi. Right. Even though he's dead. So (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home revealed its title this week. Uh, We got a whole bunch of fake titles. Uh, We had Phone Home, Home Wrecker. I think, what was the third one? Home Slice. Home Slice, slice. yeah. I thought that was for sure the real one. I laughed when I saw your tweet, Brandon. Like, you fell for it. You fell for it real hard. (laughs) I fell for Tom Holland's fully and entirely, and then all of Stan Twitter was in my mentions like, BD, no, this isn't it. But I didn't delete it. I let it, I delete a lot of tweets. I let that one fly. So, so listen, uh, Tom, I won't soon forget this. this And we know Brandon holds grudges. So, yeah, let's ask Sasha Banks. Okay. Uh, but uh, there was there was like a, there's a lot of the, the title is No Way Home, which makes sense. The first person I've seen call it, they called it on July 4th. But uh, so if you see somebody who called it before that, please let me know so I can honor them. But uh, they're also the fake titles. People are looking into the 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 coloring of the fake titles and stuff. People are mm-hmm. seeing She-Hulk. People are seeing Green Goblin. Adam, look, you look like you got something to say about this. Uh, Electro. I mean, the Electro was the first one to come to mind, right? The green and yellow. And, and we know Jamie Foxx is cut. either way, no matter which way you look at it, man, you have to applaud Sony. You you have all these fans frustrated on the names and stuff, but they made, they turned this mundane task into a trending topic for most of the week. Right. So you, you can't fault marketers for doing a really good marketing job. I just think it's a really, really good process. I'm a huge fan of what they say. I mean, I know there's certainly maybe some bias in place. Um, I mean, I certainly actually kind of enjoyed Venom, um, but that's a completely Same. different. That's a completely yeah. different rabbit hole we can go down. <laughs> but the, but the, I mean, the marketing for for this name is great, and, and that's the type of thing. If we want to get into, you know, there there's branding and stuff that maybe is not allowed at Disney per se. So Sony has some freedoms, um, but the the whole name reveal I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, that's, a lot of people ask, like, what do you think of the title, BD, on Twitter and stuff? And I'm like, I mean, it's a fine title. It's a good title. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Right. It, it, it's a title that do- there was nothing that I could imagine they could do with that title to make any of us go, oh, this is amazing, with, like, the word home in right. it. The only right. thing they could do was make us say, ooh, ah, that, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that title. And they didn't do that. So, so they I, succeeded. Right. Basically, exactly. They fully (laughs) succeeded. They made it like a 24 hour Twitter event. And, you know, also, do you ever try to like talk about this with your friends in real life? Like, I I know we're not like seeing people in real life, even like call people, because like my real life friends just don't get it. Like, I explained this. Uh, Yeah, right. Like, my roommate, (laughs) he's my roommate, Zach. I'm telling him, like, dude, they did this thing where like they all revealed the fake titles for Spider Man. It's kind of funny. And like, this is what they're doing. And he was just like cooking dinner, like, uh, dude, I don't care. Like, I, okay. And I was like, move out, bro. I have friends that definitely are into it. Um, but then there, I always have my mother who is always like one step behind. And so every Sunday I get a call and I have to explain like everything happening in Marvel. Cause she's into it. But I'm um, like, she even watched all of agents of shield. Gotta love that. But, uh, but I still, it's like Sunday is the day that I know like, okay, this is the Marvel news and this is what it means. Uh, and that's kind of fun. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I do love when when my friends come to me and ask. It's it's a mixed it's a mixed reaction for me because we talk about it here all day for work, and then by the time like ten o'clock tonight rolls around, I'll have that one friend who watched WandaVision late, and they're like, "Wait, explain this to me," and I'm like, "Oh no 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 no, <laughs> not now. Go watch the show. Like, go give me plus one on the view count, please." <laughs> You don't get the free customer service, at least at least through the Phase Zero subscription for me. Uh, okay, so next up, uh, more Tom Holland stuff. Tom's been doing so much press for Cherry, and I, he looks tired. I'm going to be honest. I watched that Jimmy oh. Fallon interview, and like I just, I like it doesn't look tired. But he just kind of sounds like burnt out, and I don't blame him. He's you busy. I mean? Very he's busy. so busy. Like he's doing this press for Cherry. Like probably literally in between takes on Spider-Man 3, which is following Uncharted, which followed Cherry, which followed Chaos Walking, which followed Spider-Man Far From Home and Infinity War and Endgame and Civil War and a dozen voice acting roles. Mm -hmm. Like the kids must be, he's 24 years old. He must be kind of tired. Like it's been nonstop. I have never worked that hard in my life. I'm like, oh, that, that, but you know, but he's so good at it. And he's, he's got such a charm to him where like on that, the Jimmy Fallon interview, I totally know what you mean, especially when it came to that spoilers. I, poor Tom Holland, I think is really sick of being accused of, of uh, being bad at spoilers. Cause I mean, he's, we all know right. he's not the worst. I think that title goes to Ruffalo. Um, but like, you can see him just kind of like, yeah, okay. I'll accept that I'm the spoiler guy, but he doesn't want that title. You can see yeah. it in his eyes. He's just being a good sport at this point, I think. Like, Absolutely. Like, what is he going to do? Go on there exactly. and be like, Jimmy, shut up. I don't spoil anything anymore. Like, I don't want to play right. this game. He's, you know, he's, he knows there's people watching and he's having fun with it. And I respect that. Uh, but he, he did say, interestingly, this has been a thing that I, that's been living rent-free in my mind, is that after No Way Home, his contract is up. He's with everybody. He has no mm-hmm. obligations to anybody and he's going to take a break and travel the world. However, he's going to do that. Tom, let me know, because I would also like to travel the world if there's a safe way to do it right now. Uh, but he, he says he's taking a break. And then so the, the deal that we knew of was there was one Spider-Man movie and one non-Spider-Man solo movie Marvel Studios film that Spider-Man could appear in. I don't know if that's already fulfilled and we just don't know about it. I don't know if Tom is just kind of generalizing. And he also said Sony and Marvel have reached an agreement where we're not going to run into that again, where they had their differences and they're falling out where Spider-Man is not going to be appearing in MCU movies anymore. I, I, I can't really tell if that's kind of a thing where he's just reacting to a question and saying like, oh, they squared it away. Like we're all good as far as I'm concerned. Or if that mm-hmm. is like a genuine, he has, I'm sure, I mean, if anybody has information, I'm sure he would, but there is a future worked out with Sony and Marvel where they're not just going to yank Spider-Man away from Marvel studios again, because Sony still owns the character unless something else happened. Right. 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 It- Spider-Man is the superhero, right? He's the biggest superhero on the face of the planet, save for Batman, maybe. I mean, if Tom Holland wants the job, the job's there for as long as he wants it. So I'm not sure. they gotten through two deals now that we know of, so why why wouldn't they, they be able to carry this? You know, obviously, Sony sees their, their bank account after, after these MCU movies, and they're not going to say no to more. Of yeah, near. I mean, billion dollar Spider-Man movies. I mean, they're gonna do it until the world explodes. Can you in, imagine? The, oh, go ahead. I was, the, I was gonna say in the last kind of the big showdown between them, like Sony kind of became the villain, which I don't know if that's fair. Um, but I, I, but I feel like for some reason in that in that event, people were like, "This is Sony's fault," and I'm sure that they don't want to have that happen yeah. again either. Yeah, that's true. Can you imagine speaking of bank accounts, if and when? 
Tom signs another contract. Do you know how there isn't a check with a space for enough zeros for how much money he's about to get paid? To, like his his leverage in negotiating that he's going to make Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man money. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be insane. And good for him. He's already he's uh, he's my favorite Spider Man. I think he does a fantastic mm-hmm. job Mine in too. the part. As long as he keeps looking young, he is gonna <laughs> he, he is gonna secure that bag if he can look seventeen for the rest of his life. And even after that, it's hard to imagine how you just write this out. How do you just get Spider Man out? You got to pay the kid. I, I respect it. Good for him. The hustle's real. Adam, I'm gonna let you take the lead on uh, on this next bit here because Kevin Feige said something uh, that I know mm-hmm. you probably you were doing cartwheels over there. Uh, he talked about oh, Agent sure. you know, yeah. Jones specifically, but also just kind of Marvel TV characters. Uh-huh. Go ahead, just fill us in. So here's the thing. I, there's the – Jamie knows this better than anyone with the, the <laughs> kind of split between film and television, right? There's this – is it animosity? Is that the right word? That that maybe this isn't canon or this isn't in continuity or whatnot. And apparently some – one of our uh, – equals asked him or, or something about how, why Marvel television shows didn't uh, weren't as successful, I guess was the word. I'm paraphrasing that. Um, and then he flat out um, stood up for all Marvel television. He name dropped Daredevil. He name dropped Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Jessica Jones. I think he even threw in Luke Cage. Um, everyone besides Iron Fist. <clears throat> um, but I mean, the one thing looking at, Kevin going forward and Brandon, you know this better than anyone. It's difficult sitting down with him and talking about something and getting anything of substance, right? It's increasingly difficult. And you look at you look at between the WandaVision press tour and, and the stuff we got out of TCAs this week, and he's opening up, right? I mean, he flat out said this week that um it makes sense to bring some of those characters in. Um again, paraphrasing, but I they're going to live on. I mean, save Daredevil's eventually going to work, which is amazing. Um, it, I think it will, and I mean, we know that we know that there are already plans in the works for some mm-hmm. of these characters to appear in a movie and a show, at least. So, I think the campaign works. I think they heard it. It's it's Marvel's release, the Snyder Cut. It's it's the fans speaking up for the for the. Uh, characters they want to see more of. So I, I, I respect that. Uh, I don't know about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have, I have nothing on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returning. I don't. I genuinely haven't heard anything about that. He, I so, do like that he was like, well, we'll just have to see. That's better to me than no, never again right. with the Agents of right. S.H.I.E.L.D. So I took right. the, I took we'll have to see as it's happening. Uh, because uh, uh, because I'm a sucker, and uh, and in my wildest dreams, we're gonna get Daisy Johnson and Secret Invasion, and I'm just gonna manifest that until it happens. I genuinely, I, I think that just makes sense. Like, I, I think that announcement is gonna come, and they're just gonna do it like as if it's like this casual thing. There's Secret Invasion cast. It's gonna say Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, so and so, so and so, Chloe Bennett, and then we're all just be, hold on, wait a wait. second. <laughs> oh, <whoa. Yes. laughs> Because that's what they've done before. I remember, like, uh, I think one of the movies had, oh, Captain Marvel. It said uh, uh, Clark Gregg, uh, Lee Pace, and it just was part of a casting grid. And we were just like, wait a second. You just put Rodan the Accuser and Phil Coulson in your movie and didn't even call attention to it. You're, they just know we're going to do the work. They don't, they're like, you know what? We're just going to drop <laughs> exactly. this out here on Marvel.com. You guys do it for us. And, and we do. 
and we most certainly do. Everybody who's watching on twitch.tv slash comic book, go ahead, follow the channel, please. We do this show, Phase Zero, every Friday. We also have Comic Book Nation and a wild podcast has appeared in occasionally just random streams. So make sure you're following so you never miss a show. They're all excellent, if I do say so, and a completely unbiased, not because these are my coworkers type of way. They're all great, and I suggest you watch them all. Next up, the Russo brothers. They say they're returning to the superhero movie world. I have no idea for what. I'm talking to Anthony Russo later today. So I highly doubt he'll tell me, but I will ask what it is. Mm -hmm. They were at once upon a time doing Grimjack, they said. and uh, I don't know if that's still happening. They were once upon a time doing Magic the Gathering. That is not happening with them anymore. So I don't know what, what superhero they're doing. Uh, and I like I, I don't even know how to venture a guess. They still have Quantum and Woody up their sleeve somewhere. I know USA or was it TNT or TBS or something passed on Quantum and Woody. It's it's a far no matter what. I mean, people talk Quantum and Woody, Secret Wars, and Grimjack. It's kind of the two opposite sides of the spectrum. People want want them on and and to do. Yeah, Jamie, you have some thoughts on this. I wouldn't, you know, part of me thinks that they're going to try to create something original um, just based on the tease. And and they are more about adapting. So I could totally be uh, just inventing this. I, well, I am inventing this. Uh, but um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, this is a whole new thing um, that we created. Because they, I mean, they've gotten to that point where they could do that. Like they could get away with that. Um, which is hard. It's hard to start from scratch. But if, but if any, but they have the, you know, once you've made the most successful movie of all time, you can do whatever the heck you want. You, I mean, and that's actually one thing I'm going to ask Anthony today uh, is that with after Infinity War and Endgame, it's they were in a in a not rare, in almost literally never existent position to walk into any studio they want and do whatever they want, mm-hmm. and they chose Cherry. Which is fine. Like I get, I'm just genuinely curious. What was it that made you choose Cherry? Maybe it's just such a different type of movie than you have been making, uh, or more personal or smaller. I don't know. But I think that'll be a very interesting thing to hear. I've seen Cherry. It, it, I didn't hate it as much as reviews do. That's for sure. It, it's it's getting slammed. It's getting uh, hard. I really don't like. I think that's t- it's tough. But I mean. I don't think it's best picture quality material that they've been campaigning for, but I don't think it, it's a 20% or whatever is that brutal number on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, just for Tom Holland alone, if anything. Like, he's yeah, so amazing. I'm still going to watch it just for Tom Holland. Absolutely. Um, and I think that everyone listening to this is probably also going to watch it just for Tom yeah. Holland. I mean, it's, listen, it's to me, it was very much worth the watch. I, I enjoyed a lot of parts of it. I think that they went for something really unique and profound and and meaningful they landed on something that was a little bit more familiar than they planned to i don't know if kind of the the addiction the claustrophobic and the the addiction aspect of it all that they were going to kind of naturally fell into place the way i think it was intended but i still think it was it's not i don't know it's getting hit hard and i I don't really agree with how how negative the reviews are that's for sure but anyway with so you know how we joked about uh not fantastic for fast and furious going to space right I'm going to call it now. They're building the Extraction Cinematic Universe. They're going to introduce the superpowers in the Extraction Cinematic Universe. That would be something. Honestly, uh, I'll take it. I'll watch that. I liked Extraction. I thought Extraction. Sam Hargraves did a hell of a job directing that. Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for uh, action long shots. So give me, as long as each movie has one of those, I'm satisfied with your film. Go straight from Earth to space in one shot. 
Yes. Yeah, that. <laughs> Sold. I see all the Joe Russo uh, cameos. A lot of people commenting on gay Joe Russo in Avengers Endgame. Uh, he does. He does throw himself into Cherry too. He does. Of course, he does. Cameo <laughs> Cherry. Uh, so you know he's not done being on camera. Shang Chi had a Lego come out this week. It wasn't supposed to come out. Uh, it was uh, a leak online. First look at Shang-Chi in the costume on the side of a Lego box. Adam, have you seen this? Yes. Has it, I, are we going full spoilers? Can we talk? I feel dirty talking about this. Are I'm not going to talk about what was on the box, but oh, everybody man. who's on here, they're hardcore enough in the fandom. I'm sure they can find it. I just, it's, I don't love that the first look at Shang-Chi is coming from a Lego box, like for Simu Liu and the team that made that movie. I would have rather they be in control of the first release, but I think it looks cool and fine. Like it's hard. It's not enough to really form an opinion, but I think it right. looks cool. Like I'm, I'm hyped for Shang-Chi. Right. This is what uh, the, the difference. I don't like comparing things, the whole Marvel DC thing, but look at WB, you know, like uh Batwoman, uh, first look costumes and stuff. They always send out key art or first looks, um, before set photos leak or something like that. But then Marvel's so secretive, we don't get any of that. And then we get, we always get this stuff through very, very low quality toy leaks. I mean, look at the Eternals. We we got all those costumes and all that stuff through yeah. through Marvel Legends figures, you know? So I mean it's it's Marvel Legends, it's Funko Pops, it's Legos. Mm-hmm. And Lego seems to always be the one. Yes. That that gives the biggest reveals. Like I remember Avengers Endgame was coming out and the old they were saying nothing about the movie. And then Lego was like, here's seven Lego sets yes. that you can look at. And uh, we kind of learned a little bit there. But I think Shang-Chi looks dope in that little Lego that I saw. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, of all three Marvel Studios movies, not counting Spider-Man 3, that's the one I'd like to see the most out of Black Widow Eternals. Mm-hmm. And Shang-Chi. Spider-Man 3 is the only one ahead of that. And then we have some Blade news. The Kevin Feige said that Deadpool 3 is the only R-rated movie they're interested in right now, which means Blade is not rated R. <sighs> I mean, we have a bloody blade, I guess, but uh, but I want, I want, I'm, I love vampires. I want to see some massacres. Um, I was definitely a little disappointed mm-hmm. by this news. Mm-hmm. No blood rave. The blood rave at the beginning of a movie that just instantly sets that that apart. Um, a lot of people are, are saying the 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 ice skate line. You know how we can't get a nod to the the uh, f bomb and the the ice skating uphill line, or we can't get an homage. But PG thirteen gets gets one f bomb right. Could could that nod be the MCU's first ever? F-bomb? I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, listen, Deadpool's coming, and I don't know if Deadpool's mm-hmm. going to arrive before Blade. I know Blade is supposed to start production later this year. I'm actually uh, working to get some conf- final confirmations on the exact timing of that, but I've heard it's going to start filming this year, which means news is going to be coming. And Hugh Jackman dropped an F-bomb in an X-Men movie. So did Ty Sheridan, and it was the cutest little F-bomb when Ty Sheridan did it uh, as Cyclops. But uh, but I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll do it. I don't think Disney would be interested in that. And if they did, it would be purely fan service. If it fits organically, I don't know. PG-13 Blade. We'll see. Anyway. I think as long as the direct, like, I'm waiting on the director news. Um, uh, we re- we already got a solid actor, so let's, w- once we get the director, maybe it won't matter. Do you um, have anybody in mind? 
Um, I somebody said Regina King, and now that's all I can think about. Because um, One Night in Miami, I thought was fantastic. She's getting all this award season buzz that um, I would love to see her tackle uh, a big film like that. Yeah, I, Rick Famuyiwa was supposed to do a uh, superhero movie in The Flash. That didn't come through. But Dope is such a good movie that I could. I don't know. Maybe we give him another shot at, at a superhero movie too. Anyway. We have to take a really quick break. If you're listening to us on Twitch, make sure you're following the twitch.tv slash comic book. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. If you don't like the show, don't leave us a review. That's how we do it here at Phase Zero. We'll be back in half a second here. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And that's our break. Look at that. No break for the live show. Little ad on the podcast. Welcome back to Phase Zero. I'm Brandon Davis. I am joined again today by Jamie Jurak and Adam Barnhart is on the show for the first time. So everybody say hi, Adam, in the comment section, please. We're about to do WandaVision full spoilers. This is it. You've been warned. WandaVision episode eight. If you haven't seen it, you are no longer safe. Look, we have a little button at the top of the screen to tell you visually that we are talking about spoilers for WandaVision. So that's it. We're talking about it. We're diving in immediately. We're starting with reactions. I loved this episode. I really, really loved this episode. It was top three, maybe top two, maybe top one. I have to watch it again. My process every Friday morning is I watch the episode purely just to watch the episode and enjoy mm -hmm. it. I wake up early. And then I watch it again to prepare for the show and get notes down and everything. And... I thought this was just, it was full, full of answers for this show, full of ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It touched on so much of that history we wanted to see from Wanda. And almost in, we, we, we talked, can they retcon her parents so Magneto, Magneto is her dad? Can she be a mutant? And they set up a way to either do that or not in a way that I think will be fully acceptable. And I love it. I, I love this episode. I thought Elizabeth Olsen and Catherine Hodd were so good in it. Oh, my gosh. Emmys. For sure. Give them those Emmys. So clearly, I was I was a little bit worried after last week's episode. I am – listen, I don't know how they're going to land this ship with only one episode left. I hope next week's episode is six hours long. I hope it's longer than the Snyder Cut uh, <laughs> and Endgame combined. But here we are. So, Jamie, what did you think of the episode? Oh, wow. I loved it. I mean, you give me Catherine Hahn and Elizabeth Olsen acting their butts off together. It's my dream scenario. Uh, but as um, I mean, I think the, the important thing about this episode and this show is that we're finally getting like a real look at these characters traumas. I think the closest we've gotten was Tony and Iron Man three and a little bit of maybe Nat and Thor and Endgame, but nothing on this level. And I think that it's something that um, that we kind of need it. Like these people can't just keep bouncing back from, from uh, what keeps happening to them. Um, and all the things we learned, getting to learn about the sitcoms. It's just so fun. Like little baby Wanda watching the Dick Van Dyke show. I really thought I was like, Dick Van Dyke's going to show up. It's him. He's the cameo, but uh, that didn't happen. So um, 
but then uh, the ending, of course, uh, Agatha and that awesome outfit and then her naming her Scarlet Witch. It was just, uh, I loved every second of it. Dad? Adam, before you go off, I do yes. want to say in the comment section, everybody is talking about how Disney's social accounts have said there are two episodes. Those were including today's episode. There is only one more episode and it is next week is the finale. Unless there is like a secret 10th episode, the Disney accounts have clarified that that included today's episode. So there, <laughs> this is the finale coming next week. But Adam, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I want to hear what you thought of the episode. No, that last line, probably my favorite line read in the entire mcu it's they've set up the alias they they've hinted at it and they hardly ever go by code names in the mcu and it was just so natural and organic i forgot for a moment that was Catherine hahn we we just saw her in the the stage right the sound stage and then she goes outside i'm like wait who's oh that's 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 Catherine hahn right she's just doing this incredible job in and uh, showing the versatility and the range and stuff. It, it's I, I'm with you, man. I wake up Friday, so I, you know you stay up, you watch it, and I usually wake up. And um, my, my first text I normally get is Jim talking about theories and such, and they're just so far out there. And then Brandon and I usually talk about you know what's this. I mean, last week it was it was kind of a downer, right? But this week it, it just completely hold a 180 at least with me i mean answers we wanted answers and they gave us answers so what's what's bad with that nothing and they they gave us answers that were very satisfying like they didn't mm-hmm. just give us answers like i felt like for me some of the stuff the answers we had gotten to this point were kind of an easy way out like the like the beekeeper that was such a long mystery from the trailer it just was like oh that's just a guy who she changed his identity just like everyone else in here and then we never saw him again, and it didn't matter. And I was like, okay, I mean, I'll buy it, but I was thought this would be deeper. The aerospace engineer doesn't matter. <laughs> but this episode, it was such a well, I mean, but like, is that our fault? That seemed like yeah. such an intentional no, just, thing. but just the way they filmed it. We're yes! there they are, and then it was like a pan, and then oh, a person we've never seen before. Yes. Okay. I back you. Of it. Keep me on my toes. Uh thank you. Like, yeah. Two weeks in a row they did it. Two <laughs> weeks. They, but it was just such a specific line, okay? Oh, my God, I'm getting worked up. I'm, I'm getting pissed. The, but, like, the specific I know an aerospace engineer who'd be up for the challenge, look into the camera and have it slowly zoom in on me. Like, that was such uh-huh. a specific thing. And then they were like, ha, you thought. Yeah. We, yeah, we did think. Anyway. We did think. Whew, okay, I had to get that out. I had to get it out. Anyway. Uh, the, the episode started with Agatha on the stake, which is pretty much straight out of the comics. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, there's actually more than one version of that in the comics, too. But this is from the 1985 uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch comic. And she ultimately gets more powers when Vision tries. Yeah, there you go. That try, that Vision try, like tries to go at her and she gets more power. And she was in the Salem, which she's like really, really old in the comics. So she's only about 300 in the in the show. I don't think she's going to have been around for like millennia in the series as she has in comics. I feel they kind of pulled like a Marissa Tomei Aunt May. They're like, let's make Agatha a little more attractive uh, right. than she is in the comics, which I mean, I love Catherine Hunt so much. So I'm just so happy. And I hope that this is not the end of her because I want her in my eyeballs at all times. Catherine's done such a tremendous job. I mean, uh, my, uh, my number one thing that I remember her from is stepbrothers and this couldn't yeah. be the farthest thing from stepbrothers, yeah. but I do want to see her 
if she has a fight with Wanda, just say like, stay golden pony boy. <laughs> after she like punches vision in the face or something, just like in step brothers. I'm ready for that. So, but, uh, I mean, do you guys think she'll be old by the time of the series ends? And goes I, to I the, was the like, are they going like, to pull a game of Thrones? Yeah. Like the, we saw her suck out the, the powers or whatever at the beginning. Right. And there's, there's reason to believe that they would, it just seems something like she would do. Like she would sit in the makeup chair to reprise the role and, Doctor Strange or WandaVision season two or whatever. I could see if like there's a battle where she starts to lose her powers, you see the age start to shine through, and then as she regains the powers or something, mm-hmm. it come the youth comes back. But I think she I think what we saw in the end of this episode where she had Billy and Tommy kind of strung up is the Agatha fully realized that we're gonna be dealing with. That's what I think. Uh so yeah, but I also think that the Yo Magic commercial explained itself mm-hmm. in how Agatha was stealing the powers and maybe Wanda is doing that too subconsciously or that might be a reflection of that because I think this episode as a whole showed that Wanda has just been suppressing everything as a person who goes through a lot of trauma like that does. So I think that the Yo Magic thing may have been reflective of Wanda but definitely reflective of Agatha. Maybe they're going through a similar thing there where they're just... I don't think Wanda would do that intentionally though. Speaking of the commercials, I was surprised. Um, I think it was you maybe who put this idea in my head, uh, Brandon, that the the people in all the commercials were going to end up being Wanda's parents. And uh, that didn't happen. And so I'm still curious if those people are anyone if, or they're just these commercial actors. I think that's yeah. really what it is at this point. That, that is a really good point. We all that. I mean, we've had so many theories where we've. This episode was really the episode where Jack Schaefer and Kevin Feige were just like, <laughs> well. ah, it was us all along. So there was also, I did have one question. Speaking of those flashbacks where we did meet Wanda's parents, she reaches out at the Stark bomb. Right. And then the scene cuts. Well, first of all, that scene was so powerful, emotionally mm-hmm. amazing when she was just watching the sitcoms with her family. And you're just like, wow, like it's it's just I don't know. It almost is like a self-reflective moment where you're just like thinking about everything that has happened in your life or through Wanda's lens. Like, I don't know. That was that's what it was for me. So I really loved that sequence and how it just Westview is just her reflection of what life taught her she wanted life to be. And as a result, mm-hmm. she just suppressed everything and then let it out. But when the bomb comes through, you see the, the Stark bomb lands there and it's intact. She reaches out to it. And I caught a vibe of like, she's about to use her powers. Like she's about to. And, and Agatha said, you used the probability hex. And also she implied, she said, so the infinity stone, uh, what was the phrase? The infinity stone, something like about. started it or it like amplified it was a dormant was, and amplified. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The infinity stone amplified what otherwise would have died on the vine. So, I mean, certainly she has a mutant gene, right? Something, but but also it could just be witchcraft. I mean, at this point, based on that opening scene with um, the witch trials, which I like that it was kind of a fake out at first. She thought she was going to get burned for being a witch, but she's burned for being a extra baddie witch. Um, Extra baddie. An extra hot baddie witch. Um, uh, so I feel like, are they just, is it just magic now? Like, so, um, but but the mutant thing would be exciting. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't know if that's what it is. 
Everyone. Andrew Dubois says, do you think this episode retconned her? And I mean, I just think like this has been in the works for a long time where if they're going to set up her being a mutant, like there was a book released a long time ago that is canon to the MCU that said the Mind Stone unlocked something in her. And this episode, like if you discount the book because it's a book and not a movie as not canon, this episode really just furthered that. It furthered that there was something in there. I don't, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, 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 no. Yeah. Everyone wants to hear the M word, man. It's coming sometime. I mean, we're getting the X Men sometime. When this may have been in development, right around the merger, still, right? Was was the merger closed? The merger was before Endgame came out. It was a few months before Endgame came out. But I imagine this show was already very much in development before Endgame came out because it was supposed to come out last year. You know, right, right. So So treatments are maybe not. The writer's room assembled and scripts and shot, but I mean, they at least knew it. You just interviewed the cinematographer this week, and didn't he just say mm-hmm. that they just finished recently? Uh, he said he finished the last episode last week. When did I? Yeah, so at least this month, the last episode was finished. He said that he finished, I'm trying to think, yeah, last week. Um, so that means there was certainly time to incorporate Fox-owned properties. <laughs> right, and there's a thing called ADR, and they've been making movies in closets, and people are recording and sending in MP3s, and there's all sorts of stuff that the pandemic's treated us. So if they wanted to do it, they would have, I guess. Right. Um, going back to the, the, as Jamie says, the baddie Agatha moment, there was, I mean... I'm always going back to Mephisto. I'm, I'm going to say Mephisto or Nightmare because who's she? She's at the stake and she's just for practicing dark arts. I mean, I kind of got Kaecilius vibes there a little bit. And it that would explain her purple stuff compared to everyone else's colors and all this. I don't know. I just have written about Mephisto 50 times at least. So I'm just trying to manifest it. By you want to pay us. Yeah. Yes. If there was ever I, a show where manifestations are valid. Yes. I think I said this to you um, before we started, and maybe this is more meant for later in the podcast, but I do, I wouldn't be surprised if we got Mephisto as like Thanos and Avengers, like in like a post credit. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do it myself. That's my Thanos impression guys. Really yes. good. Um, <laughs> book me. Um, so uh, I, I just think that there's going to be, if there is a big or bad, it's only going to be teased at the end. Yeah, I, I also think you have made hashtag Batty Agatha a trend. Everybody in yes. the world is, uh, is talking um, about it. Uh, hashtag <laughs> Batty Agatha. Batty Ag, maybe. If Agatha was so bad that her own mother was trying to, to put her down, they, I don't know, there's something bad going on there. Anyway, uh, this, this could be a stretch, but I, I'm stuck on the mutant thing of it all. And I know Monica Rambeau is not a mutant in comics, but she went into Westview three times. Westview is powered by a power from the Infinity Stones. There have been three snaps in the MCU, sending out all those waves across the galaxy. Could that have activated all the mutants in the world? Maybe. I don't know. But then they would have been there in Spider-Man Far From Home, which is seven months after WandaVision. So I don't know. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. I'm just hoping. We are hoping to hear the M word, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just putting that out there. This uh, Tony Stark, uh, I'm just going through my notes here. I already mentioned the Tony Stark janky little rollaway TV stand. I don't, I'm shocked that he allowed that in Avengers (laughs) HQ. I know a vision is a robot, but humanizing him in that scene with the line that we're all going to have tattooed on ourselves by the end of the weekend, 
Grief is love persevere. What is grief if not love persevering? I already just carved out a spot. As soon as I find a font, it's going across the front of my room. I spend every WandaVision episode deciding what my WandaVision tattoo is going to be. It's not going to be that quote, but uh, but I do love that sentiment because by the end of the year, I will have a WandaVision tattoo. It's just hundred percent guaranteed. We're going to have to film it and put the whole thing on on Phase Zero. We need we need the <laughs> we need the whole documentary. So, but it was crazy to humanize Vision like that. And then a scene later, show him being ripped apart. Right. And I know he's a robot, but that still just felt violent to me. So mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that Disney and Marvel took it there. I mean, I'm, I'm ha- it's made for a powerful moment, but it does tend to surprise me when I see this stuff because you do expect Disney and Marvel to keep it super light sometimes. They just have a reputation for that. They didn't shy away from some of the more visceral, uh, heavy topics like that, which I appreciate. Also, just that scene between Vision and Wanda in the room. One, I just loved getting a little bit more filler because as much as I love to see their relationship blossom in Civil War, like it jumps to two years to Infinity War. And we really, there is a, there is such a chunk of time of their relationship missing. And just that one simple bedroom scene said so much about them and said so much that Vision learning, um, which is such a big thing in the comics, him him realizing that he is a man, he is a human. Um, it's just his body that sent the and it's uh and and that that scene was really emotional and powerful and and yeah. it was i was like i ship him i've always shipped him and yeah. i'm in, and i'm remembering why i just well this whole show has reminded me that they're my favorite couple but um but that scene especially i thought we were about to see their first kiss yeah they were that's close. what i thought that scene was about to be i thought mm-hmm. awkward uh, awkward vision was gonna lean in like do i kiss you wanda I don't know what to do with my lips. What does a robot do with these synthesoid lips? You know they can change their density, right? Anyway, uh, there was an Infinity War reference that broke my heart because in Infinity War, when she had to kill him, uh, she said, he said, I only feel you, which was a reference to earlier in Infinity War where she said, I only feel you to him. And then when she put her hand on his head and tried to like where the stone was, she said, I can't feel you. Not once, but twice to make sure they stabbed us and then twisted the dagger to really make sure we all perished today. It's Friday. Like, I'm just trying to have nice things. Like, why do you rough, the rough, fact rough, that rough, we're going to get Steve Rogers' funeral in the Falcon of the Winter Soldier oh, after man. nine weeks of watching Vision slowly die. I, I love that we're, like, that we're starting to get emotional because I think that TV it's easier to get emotional mm-hmm. in TV than film and um, and that's and I'm not saying one is better than the other but it's definitely a, a medium that lends itself to to pulling at your heartstrings and making you feel more and I am uh, so into that I mean that's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is my favorite thing because they had so much time to build to build and 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 just keep destroying Daisy Johnson and her rom- romances once a season. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I, I love that. They if, they got so lucky. Is lucky the right word with WandaVision? WandaVision is the perfect bridge from, from film to television because we get the sitcoms at the front end that are, that are that Marvel campiness, funniness. But then, Jamie, exactly as you said, long-form storytelling lets you – explore the characters that let you explore the these very very serious vibes Mm -hmm. and things like that and we're there you know you can't it's hard to laugh at wandavision after you watch her go in and see her significant other her partner ripped apart with wires and nerve endings 
and so it's just so brutal I, I know he's a robot and and that's the other thing the the how hayward looked on is very villainous i don't know he's i can't wait for him to get his comeuppance yes I, uh, I, I, oh gosh! But I also want to say, when Wanda walked into Sword and she said she wants to give him a funeral, I was like, "Yo, where is the campaign for Natasha's funeral? Nobody, <laughs> who's gonna go retrieve her body from Vormir and get her in the ground? Because listen, she was an Avenger longer than Vision was. She's a founding member, all right. But I respect Wanda's. It was interesting that she left the body there. None of us saw that coming." I didn't. See, I thought she was about to just be like, put him in a little fake, uh, energized knapsack and haul ass out of there. She didn't do that. I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that was really interesting because it says so much about Hayward. I mean, he he villainized her early on because he he recut that footage. Like I love that. Like you think she's bursting and all mad, but it's just her being like, I got the door, no worries. Um, but but the way that he repurposed that footage to make it look like she stole him. Um, uh. Uh, I like that was an interesting rewind. I, I just get such strong Nick Fury vibes from like Avengers time, like before Winter Soldier made him kind of come become more transparent because it's the same. It, it's almost like I, I wonder, did they just want to bring Samuel L. Jackson into this and, and have Nick Fury go back to his shady ways? Because I'm wondering, like, is Hayward actually corrupt and villainous or is he just doing what like his what Nick Fury was doing with shield where he thinks he's doing what's best, but at the end of the day is really just trying to be in the position of power so that he can do what he thinks is ethical and correct. I definitely think that it's a case of the snap radicalized him. And now he thinks he's doing what he needs to um, kind of similar to like Tony and Ultron, but the difference is that we had years and years to get to love Tony so we can forgive him for his mistakes. Whereas Hayward, it's like F that dude. Uh, let's like how let's, let's destroy him. Now we hate him. Um, yeah, dude was sus from day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and plus this, I mean, look at it plays off a, uh, of Hayward's previous outburst or whatever you want to call it with Monica, right? When she drives through Westview and Westview's just kind of run down and everyone's rebuilding, right? I think she drove by a pool that was like all greenified and all that stuff. And they, uh, I mean, it's do it. We haven't seen, I mean, we had the overhead shot of like the Harbor or whatever of New York in Endgame, right? And we had the support group with with Brandon's best friend, Jim Starlin. But we haven't looked at, you know, how it how it if the snap affected small town USA, you know? Because yeah. it had to because I, I, I imagine it wasn't like that when Vision bought that property. Like I don't think he was right. like, This is the right. town for me, and it looked like that. So I because I, I appreciate that because one thing I think I've said this in the past, but one thing about Far From Home is that is that everything felt very normal. Um like we can go on European vacations and stuff. And I'm like, things would have been really rough. And and I think that's what makes sense that there's a seven month difference. Um, because things are things. This has only been a couple weeks. People are probably really messed up emotionally. Yeah, that scene where she showed up at the at the empty lot where the house was going to be really tore me up. Like that was just um, I can't imagine being in that situation, man. That, that was heartbreaking. And Lizzie Olsen does such a fantastic job. And I want there's one more line that really like spoke to me because I'm a huge Iron Man fan. After all these years, like Iron Man was the first one for me and the obvious for everybody, but Iron Man is a character that I've really loved through this entire journey. And just the simple, 
Welcome Home took me all the way back to 2008 where Jarvis says, Welcome Home, sir. I mean, we've heard that in the trailer, but to hear it in the context of this, that really took me back. So I, I, I just wanted to shout that moment out. And I will not stand for the slander of Breakfast for Dinner. Agatha is a straight-up villain, yo. Like, why does she hate? Yeah. She hates Come all on. nice things. Like, what? Breakfast for dinner as a kid. I was like, yo, we, this is going to eat. And still today, I love breakfast for dinner. So breakfast Agatha is can- dinner. Breakfast for dinner is better than breakfast for breakfast. There's, there's no 100% agreed. I'm yes. with you there. Yes. Give me pancakes and eggs for breakfast or for dinner. <laughs> what, give me both. I'll have it for both meals. Anybody who stands Agatha, get out. Get out. I'm just kidding. Oh, Stay here. Bye. <laughs> Jamie shows her true colors. We, just, Jamie I, is a Jamie oh, is a Sharon say. Carter anti. I'm not. Oh my god! You are putting words in my mouth. That is not accurate. Oh my god! You're gonna get me in trouble. I. That is not correct. I'm just kidding. I just, just want her to be flushed out. No, I did order my Agatha all along shirt though. So I just I want her to be flushed week. out. <laughs> I just want more from her. Uh, you are going to get me in trouble about this. Sharon Carter is going to be tremendously uh, valuable to the MCU in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, We're going to have a whole Falcon and Winter Soldier episode in two weeks, which is kind of annoying me because it's a day before I talk to everybody from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we can't use any of them on that Friday show, but I am talking to everybody. I did have a really cool plan uh, to try to get some fans involved with some Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff. Unfortunately, it did not work out. Oh. But I, uh, the, I, I'm trying to get some fan interaction with some of the stars. I swear I'm trying. I really want to do that stuff. Hashtag Jamie is over party. Is trying oh, to you missed all going. the BD like is over party, though. You don't just jump to <laughs> BD. Just you know. over that, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Dottie doesn't get to comment here. So we're going we're gonna to We're gonna end the show. We have a few minutes left. We're going to each ha- reveal what our questions are that we want answered in the WandaVision finale. We're going to talk about our predictions for the WandaVision finale. If you're watching us on Twitch, make sure you're following uh, and share this with your friends, please, so we can grow. And that way they don't say no to our ideas when you guys are supposed to interact with people. They just can't say no because we're too big. We're too important. We're getting there. Thank you. uh, Thank you for helping us grow, by the way. Last week's episode was the biggest episode we've done so far. And I'm very Mm -hmm. proud of that. That's because everybody who's listening. Uh, Who wants to explain chaos magic? Um, I can do it. It is magic that's chaotic, right? (laughs) I mean, essentially, yeah, it's Um, it's yeah. Came from the god whose name I can't pronounce because I've only read it and not said it, heard it said out loud. Yes, um, that sounds right. Um, And uh, it's definitely something. Well, in the comics, Agatha helps Wanda control it. So that that is why I feel like that I'm hoping that's coming, even though it's probably going to be Doctor Strange that helps her control it. But um, I think Adam nailed it on the head. It's a, it's a chaotic magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, but it also kind of lends itself to creating a House of M scenario. Yeah. Right. You know, so maybe that is how I've been saying from the beginning, I think maybe this ends with Wanda unleashing her reality on the entire reality. So could you imagine that? We thought Infinity War was rough. And then she just expands, and we get the the Magnus stuff at the end before Doctor. Sh- I did feel it was interesting though because Agatha. That's how she got the name. You know, there's a legend that there is a Scarlet Witch, right? That dabbled in chaotic magic, which rewrites reality. Um, yeah. So I just I, this, the lore and the mythos here was was super interesting. But man, if they if they, I think it's uh, Mount Wandegore, right? I'm not sure if they. 
who I can't forget who wrote the most recent Scarlet Witch, like 2015 or 2016. I it's can't. A, I can tell you right now, it's James Robinson. So I think <laughs> they go. To, they go to Wondagor in there, and it does stuff with Cthulhu and Agatha and stuff. So maybe that's that's where Doctor Strange two goes. But then that takes out the the multiverse stuff, and I don't. I think that's going to be part of Doctor Strange. I think that'll be part of the beginning of Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. uh, in the Multiverse of Madness. So before we make, I guess this is my question. So we're going to go into each of us are going to share which question we most want answered in the WandaVision finale. If you have questions you want answered, drop them in the chat and we will uh, try to get some of them answered if we can or we'll just call out that you want them answered we'll have fun with it my question is what is the deal with pietro like is he from the x-men universe is the x-men universe dead are you just multiverse baiting us like what's going on i don't think there is any multiverse tie with evan peters mm-hmm. being in this show and oh look jim viscardi showed up. Uh, i was <laughs> not going to let an episode go by with one no no one mentioning james spader although i'm in the comments uh-huh. jumping in there going hey white vision we're getting to, to that voice by james spader <laughs> oh but 100 love that idea right because when it gets vision versus vision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm gonna love but anyway i needed that james spader love in this week's episode so thank i you. ignored i i actively ignored at least 10 different james spader comments <laughs> they were I all mine bring it up we were they getting were to the mine. white vision you just crashed the show look now you the were... rhythm's gone the show's we guys we gotta end the show show's over that's phasing up for the cl- week you were too close to the end for my comfort jim was late he had his red shirt on and he still was late I... anyway okay well back to hold on we're gonna get to white vision stuff i want to talk about pietro pietro it seems so clear that Aaron Taylor Johnson just really meant it when he said he doesn't want to go back to Marvel movies. He doesn't do sequels. He doesn't do stuff like that, you know, for the most part. And, uh, but he did it. I genuinely think like they, they probably went to ATJ, Aaron Taylor and Johnson all said no. And they said, all right, let's check with Evan Peters. And because, and it was nothing more than just a meta nod. This isn't Quicksilver from the multiverse. I will be mad if that's the case. Um, I agree. That is it. Like that is the one thing that they can do. That'll tick me off because I mean, you can't, you cannot tease that and have it be nothing. Just, just be like, Oh, it's an actor that you associate with the character. That's doesn't feel like a thing Marvel would do. Can I, can I offer a possible solution? Can I offer a possible solution? (laughs) What if, I'm not gonna like this. There is a multi. There's a there's a multiverse. There the, the multi. There's uh-huh. gonna be. There's probably there's probably a whole bunch of Aaron Taylor Johnson version uh, Pietros, just as much as there are a whole bunch of Evan Peters uh, uh, Pietros. And so, what if this is just another alternate version that but they they've given no indication of that? They've right, given, but, they but have, they've given they no indi- the opposite. But they've given she no said- indication. It's the one from the X Men movies either. My point is that they've given no indication that he is any sort of tie to to a Quicksilver at all, other than just being an actor who was hired to be, who was manipulated to be Quicksilver by Agatha. She said, Fiatro, fake brother. That's no, but it. he had, but he, showed, but he showed superpowers. So he clearly has got the powers. I don't think that was Agatha. I think Agatha controlled what he said. I don't mm. think she controlled what he could do. She clearly didn't invent him because he did show up in the last credits scene. Um, so he's, I think he exists. It's just, 
is he who we want him to be? Well, because then but, the question is that then what is what is the vision that's currently inside the hex? Was that created by Agatha? I don't think so. Well, I know like it's this not. comment. Yo, it's Ari said, or Tubbyhead said, <laughs> Tubbyhead, what a name, first of all. Fietro, a.k.a. Fox Pietro. <laughs> there you go. That's that goal right there. I respect that. I love that. All right. I, that's what all I want. I want just a clear answer on that. Like, I'll be pissed if he is not in any way relevant to the fact that Evan Peters has played the same character in a different movie universe. And this isn't, in fact, a multiverse reference at a minimum. But I will be more pissed if there is not even an acknowledgement that he isn't. There needs to be a clear ruling and reveal acknowledgement at any level that Evan Peters either is just a random dude that they did to just say, we wanted you to talk like the aerospace engineer, or if this is actually tied to the separate movie universe, whether he is a new version of the character or a just borrowed and ripped out of the other universe version of the character. We shall see. I can't wait to find out next week that nothing happens and I'll be pissed. Adam, you have a question about this uh, that you want answered. What's going on with the magic, man? We, Doctor Strange and and Wong and every everyone in Kathmandu, um, I would call those. Would you call those natural magicians, natural mystic arts wielders? And but their powers are orange. But then the the witches are blue, and and what's the deal with the blue crown, right? With with Agatha's mom. Yeah, so far, they're only the colors of Infinity Stones. Right. So what's I mean, I, I what's just going on there? there? There's so much stuff there. The world building they did in this episode alone, I I, I, I don't want to compare it to Black Panther because Black Panther just introduced a whole world outside of the MCU, you know. But th- there's so much stuff we can explore with this stuff that we're not going to get in episode nine because episode nine 60 minutes, right? And there's mm-hmm. so much stuff to do, and and the magic stuffs. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be answered at all. Not all of it. Not all of it. There's no um, way. I mean, listen. Lost is my favorite show of all time. So there are some questions that can go unanswered, and I'll still love the show if the characters deliver. That's all I'm gonna say. Casually cosplaying says, "Are we still gonna get a Luke level cameo?" Casually cosplaying a Nashville local. Shout out to my friend there. The no, I don't think there was ever a Luke level cameo. <laughs> And I think the actor that Paul Bettany is talking about is Paul Bettany. Which is a great segue into my question. Jamie. Go for it. Um, uh, which if we should have run this by Jim so he would have known it was coming. Wow. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mainly my question is what's going to happen with the visions? Um, we have two visions now. Um, mm-hmm. And we the fact that in, in Spider-Man Far From Home, he's in the in memoriam does not is not a good sign since we know it takes place later. Um, but my question is, is is Paul Bettany the actor Paul Bettany has always wanted to work with? Um, yes. And in the end, are we going to get a vision versus vision? Is one going to win? And Jim, since you are here, you do you are a bit of a white vision expert. Um so obviously, I feel like you got to chime in on this. So, so n- that new vision is for a period of time a like basically just a, a, a war machine, right? Like it is. He is just a uh, android that is, you know, um, in in Vision Quest, he comes back, uh, with, you know, missing a, a large p- uh, portion of his memory, and so, but he still understands 
a bit of humanity. And so I think that's the, that's the big question on, on what we, what we may get here, because there has been, there have been stories where vision has basically uh, had his, his mind wipe, you know, I mean, I don't think they're going to go anywhere near here, but there, there's that whole uh, wonder man stuff uh, that, that they could go down, which is way too much to explain here. So just like, just mm-hmm. look that up. Um, but I think it's, but I think it's, it's a thing where, they they may have uh, rebooted Vision to a point, but potentially have put governors on Vision. I think that's something that Hayward seems like he would do to to prevent, uh, you know, losing control right of this. What three? What did they say? Three billion dollars worth of vibranium or something? Um, so so I think it's it it'll it'll be interesting to see how this all works. I, what what I want to happen is, is that like some, like I think that I feel you moment in, uh, in this episode will come back to play, hopefully in bringing back like the vision that we know and love, but with questions and complications. Um, I think that there will be that moment where the, you know, Wanda and new vision see each other. It's going to be a WTF moment, but I, I hope that resolves itself because Paul Bettany has just done such a phenomenal job. And that's where, and that's where I think that where the James Spader of it all could work, right? Because vision vision was, was created obviously with Jarvis. And so we don't, and Jarvis is if Jarvis is gone and we don't know if uh, that kind of programming was put into this new vision, maybe kind of the, the leftover, whatever Ultron stuff was there would lead that. But then like you get this moment where like James Spader is voicing this, uh, voicing this Ultron. And then, you know, James Spader's Jarvis kind of personality fights back and saves the world or whatever. Why is Jarvis gone? Uh, I assume that has to do just with the, uh, the Mind Stone. Right. Because that's basically like the Mind Stone is what helped spur all of that off, wasn't it? Like, am I remembering? Well, the Mind Stone just powered vision. Like, I, I don't I don't really like I think Ultron, I guess I thought the Mind Stone was, was the battery vision. that put everything in motion that yeah. got Jarvis and Ultron to to. I mean, listen, I think you're just trying to find a way to hear James Spader's voice in the MCU. <laughs> I, I think my theory is justified. I'm going to be sad also, for you and me. Um, I, I really hope we get that. You know, I'm going to be you. really, really sad for this both why, this of you. This is why Jamie's my favorite co-host. I'm going to be so sad for both of you when Ultron's voice comes out of that white vision and in the credits it says Ross Marquand. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, I mean, do you really think James Spader's going to voice this thing? Why do not? Because it's, a, it's the easiest he, thing for him to do in secret that would be a really nice surprise and could be... The surprise could be maybe okay, Paul well, I, wants to. I fully, oh, no, never mind. He's to I fully recognize that like Avengers Damage Control wasn't a movie. It was like a virtual experience, but they got Benedict Cumberbatch. Like Benadryl Cumberbatch was all in that literally acting as Doctor Strange. Like they got all sorts of actors. They got Denai Guerrero. I don't even remember. They had so many. And the voice of Ultron wouldn't come back. They had Tom Holland in there. They had, but they had Ross Marquand doing the voice of Ultron. And I couldn't tell the difference until a producer told me. So wow. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. I don't, I'd be shocked. But anyway, my, we're each going to give a prediction for the finale. And I'm going to go first because my hmm. prediction very much is in, uh, like my theoretical answer to Jamie's question. I think we've talked a lot about House of M on this show. 
Vision is very much a Layla Miller type of character from House of M, but only within Westview. And this is something Charlie actually, Charlie Ridgely brought to my attention this morning, and it just makes a lot of sense after I've looked into it. I think we're going to have a showdown with the White Vision and the Vision that Wanda created. With White Vision is obviously created from the remaining leftover parts of Vision, right? Like that's we that's where I accept that's not shown, but that's right. I mean, as far as I can tell, and so that means the consciousness or whatever Hayward did, and I think Hayward is going to ultimately lose control of it. I don't know that Hayward is intending for White Vision to be a slaughter machine, but I think that's what's going to happen. Vision, Vision is going to have to fight it in the finale. Our vision will kill White Vision, and then Wanda will either have to accept the fact that Vision is just a construct she created in this Westview anomaly, and when she drops the Anomaly Act, Vision goes with it, and we have to watch Vision die more times than Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was an A-plus joke. (laughs) Or she protects him and just makes the whole world her reality, and Vision will be kind of a character in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness who serves that Layla Miller role only to ultimately disappear, but or maybe not, but have to be the one awakening people and telling them to remember the world before this and being the one that knows that where the chaos magic has exploded everywhere and nobody can fight it off except for Vision who is not susceptible to it. That's my thought. Probably wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things, but I got Agatha Harkness right, and so did all of us, but I'm one of those people. <laughs> I didn't really take that as a win, but okay. <laughs> Hey, who was this guy in the show? Uh, Adam, you have a theory. Yes. So both visions are going to die. Uh, so I, I don't think we've seen any multiversal stuff yet. I don't think Evan, Evan Peters is playing some person down the street in Westview, probably. I don't think he's the X-Men, right? So she's going to lose Pietro again. She's going to lose two visions. And I would guess... She's going to lose the boys as well, whether it's a, a Dustin or, or Let I don't want to say Angus killed. But I mean, I'm just saying she's going to need, there's going to have to be the, the, the catalyst that has her rip open the multiverse. I mean, that's how the series is going to end. Do you right? think she's going to become multi- the Nexus being? Yeah, she's, she's going to, something's going to happen. I bet you she loses the boys, and that's what causes her to do. Westview times 10, and that's what causes Cumberbatch to show up in, in a post-credit scene. Or so I don't think he's going to fight in a final battle or, or fight or anything like that. But something's going to happen, and I, I think that's probably the lowest hanging fruit is saying that that the boys are going to leave. They're going to come back sometime. We know maybe their essence exists or whatever. They're going to come mm-hmm. back. They're going to be in the Young Avengers Disney Plus series coming out in 2023 or whatever they're going to do. But it's it's just going to rip open the multiverse because we've gotten zero multiverse stuff. We've so literally been lied to about the multiverse so many times. Spider-Man yes. Far From Home made a whole movie about lying about the multiverse. Uh-huh. And now Evan Peters is a lie. Uh-huh. We, maybe. 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 Allegedly. I mean, Doctor Strange title has the word multiverse in it. So like, I'm sure. I, listen, I will believe it when I see it. I, I do not. I it, until I see Doctor Strange go into a, a different universe where Chris Evans is the Human Torch, it's not real. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe any of it. Uh, Wanda has lost everything. She even lost her dog. Like, just Kevin Feige, mm. let Wanda be happy. Challenge, please. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jamie, you have. Uh, this is going to be our last. Uh, Jim, do you have a theory? 
course I do. Okay, you're gonna go last. Is it amateur hour. We gotta give <laughs> we gotta give people time to beat traffic. Jamie's going first. Um, I kind of touched on it earlier, but my theory is that in the <laughs> end, Agatha uh, is gonna team up and help and help Wanda. Um, whether it's to fight the White Vision or whatever, but that's my theory. And I think I'm just holding out hope. It's just what I want to happen. So, uh, you know, we can conflate those two things. Also, real quick, we didn't really mention this, and I feel like uh, we have to at least bring it up, is when Wanda, when she touched the Infinity Stone and she saw, like, the silhouette of the Scarlet Witch. um, that That was, like... I wanted to bow down and worship to that silhouette for the rest that's of my, my new days. religion. That is and my that, new religion. That's why I kind of tweeted that because it's, it is, I've never been more in awe of an image in my life. Uh, yeah. So we had to well, just that. wait till the next episode when you see her in that costume, like well, not in that. And that, so that's, that's what I was going to say. Cause I think what's going to happen is like, just like we got Agatha in, in her whole witch garb. I think we'll, we'll probably get, uh, uh, Wanda in her witch garb, but there's, there's the kids have to be explained. They are still unexplained, right? Where did they come from? They're clearly a real thing. Agatha, I don't, I think Agatha has given up the ghost on I'm making you do things now. And, and so like you, you have to, uh, you know, listen to me or, or, you know, I'm, I'm the, you know, puppeteer, although she is basically holding the kids like a puppeteer with her weird purple string things. But I think, I don't, I don't know as if she at this point is using them as, you know, you know, as constructs to, um, to, to hurt Wanda uh, further. And so I think that combined with how we have seen the uh, Westview vision, I guess is how I have to turn him was created. I think what, I think inevitably it's going to, I think the new vision is going to go rogue and, and be terrible. And, and either, either vision, either new vision is going to go and like find some way to either meld himself in it because it, it seems to be clear that that vision is their Westview vision is powered by the mind stone in some way. And so I wonder if by that vision kind of like trying to, meld himself with new vision that we get regular vision back again because of the mind stone essence or whatever. And then I think Agatha helps out, but I think she escapes if, and when like Dr. Strange shows up, because I think that what happened, like there's probably some bad blood there and she's like, okay, I got what I needed, but clearly there's something bigger going on. So I'm getting out of here. And that would be very much comics, Agatha, in a, in a way. Bro. So I think, <laughs> So, so look, there's, there's a lot going on and a lot that can happen. Jim, are you okay? And I'm ready for it. Are you okay? Jim needs Agatha as the therapist again. Jim. Oh my gosh. Somebody's, Agatha is sitting behind Jim right now, telling him to mislead us all. He's, no, I'm telling you, this is Agatha. what's going to happen. Yo, next, next week, we're going to come back and I'm going to be like, I told you so. Jim, it's not even noon. Are you? Have you been drinking? <laughs> uh, I love the enthusiasm. As somebody who makes at least one video a week with going all in on a theory, and maybe two of them have been right out of seven. Listen, that's hey, there. That's better than some YouTubers. Okay, all I'm right. To sing, it's been Jim Ooh. all along. I've Jim's been right all along, and I'm going to sing it. <laughs> oh, stop it! I'd rather hear the crusty crab pizza. 
<laughs> I'm about to sing that about myself with all these missed guesses. But listen, that's our show today, everybody. That's Phase Zero. This was Episode 7, and we are back next Friday. So make sure you're following the Twitch channel. If if you get us to 4,000 followers, we'll sing Agatha all along. Everybody in the comments says, BD, sing Agatha all along. It was next week on the show because we need to get us more subscribers. <laughs> I just Agatha all along baited you. Wow. Just like the MCU has multiverse baited me for years. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Adam Barnhart. First time on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Jamie Jurak, for coming along. Thank you, Jim Viscardi, for showing up at the end here, making sure the the, the trilogy, the, the Trinity here, as Kofi Outlaw, Comic Book Nation host, would refer to it, was complete. Thanks for letting me uh, crash the party. Nick Floyd, uh, I, I was if it was up to me, Nick Floyd, our 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 producer, producer. today. I don't, I don't know if uh, we would have let you in. Big thank you to Nick. Here. Thank you, Nick. Zero. We 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 do host gatekeeping. Yeah, you didn't know the password. Anyway, listen. If you're subscribed. If you're not subscribed, subscribe on all major podcast platforms. I challenge you to please send this show to a friend, help somebody new learn something, and join the party. We want to have – no, 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 no. Hashtag BD is over party. Stop it, Layla. Stop it. You stop it. I got to wrap this up. That's it. That's it. We're ending the show. Show's over party.